I want to take a couple of moments um, to share with you before I start my message. I want to talk about freedom in Christ versus freedom in country, okay? Um, and they're both awesome. One is superior, amen, right? Uh, they're both good, and, and I'll take them both if I can. Uh, if I can only take one, I'm going to pick freedom in Christ, amen? Uh, but first, yeah, I, I hope we all agree that freedom in Christ, that it is more powerful than freedom in our country, right? Uh, in fact, it, it wasn't American freedom that helped, uh, sorry, the, sorry, it wasn't American freedom that helped form freedom in Christ. It was our freedom in Christ and our love of the Lord that helped form the American experience. Does that make sense? And, uh, and so I heard someone once say that Christians shouldn't love their country. And uh, as an immigrant to this country, that bothered me. It bothered me very much. And um, I want to help you put that idea to bed before we go preach. Can I do that for you? <clears throat> right? Uh, not even into the bed. We don't want to put it to bed we, we, or put it to rest. We want to burn it. All right? Um, as a Christian, I want to tell you right now, as the pastor who has read the Word of God and done many years of uh, Bible college and Bible study, uh, that it is absolutely okay to be a patriot and to be patriotic. Yeah, and uh, in fact, it's not unbiblical at all. Uh, in fact, we should be grateful people. We should be grateful that we get to live where we get to live, right? And thankful for all the freedoms that we do have. It's okay to love Jesus and also be super grateful and super thankful that you live in a country that allows you to love Jesus, amen? And uh, we just got to make sure that we never love country more than we love Christ, Yeah. And uh, or to word it in a more positive way, we, we love God's kingdom more than earthly empires. Can I get an amen? And so while as an immigrant, as an immigrant, I've found the United States Declaration of Independence and the United States Constitution to be like one of the, to be the most amazing founding documents out of any worldly empire or country that has ever existed, right? I love it. I think it's fantastic. I'm, I'm really stoked that I have the privilege to live in the United States. And I, when I compare uh, the Bill of Rights and the, con and, and the rest of the Constitution uh, and your founding documents, when I compare that to the Aust Australian experience, uh, I just think they're missing out over there. And, um, <clears throat> but we don't ever want to love the Constitution more than we love the Bible. Amen. Uh, so what am I saying? I'm saying I love America and there's nothing wrong with saying that. Uh, I'm so grateful to live here. Uh, she's not perfect. No way. No earthly nation will ever be perfect. And if it is, when you move there, it won't be anymore. Right? Um, but America has been a great promoter of freedom throughout the history of the world. And no other country or system has helped to lift people out of poverty in the history of the world like the United States has. And uh, so I'm grateful to live here. But having said that, I love Jesus way more than I love America. I do. I do. I love Jesus way more than I love America. And if at some point Jesus and America are on opposing sides, right? I love Jesus. Come on, right? Now, and I'm grateful. I do love this place. And I'm grateful that y'all let me live here. And, uh, and the United States Constitution, you know, as it was envisioned by those who wrote it, one of the best founding documents ever written, like I said, protecting individual rights and yada, yada, yada. I love it. It's awesome. And I really do love reading it. And I'm so grateful that an immigrant like me gets the same rights that you have, right? Uh, and I wasn't even born here, but I love reading the Bible more. And I love talking about the Bible even more. Amen. <clears throat> I love reading the Bible more than I love reading the Constitution. But anyway, so I want to encourage you that while no nation on earth is perfect, 
Don't let anyone stop you celebrating freedom if that's what you want to do tomorrow, amen? And uh, it's okay to celebrate the freedoms you have in what I believe is this the most amazing, imperfect country on the planet, yeah? And uh, so in fact, you should celebrate and we should always thank God for the good things in our lives. That doesn't mean there's no bad things in our lives. That doesn't mean there's no bad things going on in the world, right? But we should always thank God for the good in our lives. We don't want to be ungrateful people that lose the good that we do have. Can someone say amen? amen? And so we should keep praying for America, thanking God for America, and asking Him to help us make it a more perfect union. Praise God. Do you agree with that, church? Yeah. Good. Well, I ain't going to change my mind even if you don't. So I like it here. I'm glad to be here. She ain't perfect, is she? But neither are you, and I still love you, right? And so, you know, you can love things differently, right? You can love people differently. I love you, and I love my wife. I'm going to choose my wife over you every day of the week. Come on, right? I love them different. So, sorry, but I just felt like I wanted to say all that because it seems so vogue to hate America right now. Um, but I thank God literally every day that he has given me the privilege uh, of living here. And so, um, so I'm excited to live here. So, anyway... Does that sound good? Yeah. Good. If I didn't say I loved living here, you should tell me to go back to Australia. Um, and, uh, and, and you'd be right. But, um, but no, God's called me here. And I fell in love with this place the moment I got off that plane. God did something supernatural in my heart. That as I got off that plane, God said, this is your home. And I fell in love with it like I fell in love with home. And so it breaks my heart when she hurts. Uh, but I'm praying with you that, 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 uh, that the best is yet to come. Amen. <clears throat> So anyway, today though, I'm not going to preach a sermon on those worldly freedoms, although again, I thank God for them. Uh, I really do. Um, and I thank God we live here, but I want to preach about, about the freedom we have in Christ as new creations, born again, spirit-filled believers. Amen. So you're ready for that word? All right, then let's pray. In fact, would you stand up with me as we pray and read our two scriptures of the day? All right. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the freedom we have in this country. Thank you for the freedom we have to worship you here in this country. Thank you that we get to live here, Lord God. God, we all are having different experiences in this place, but we're all grateful that we have a place to call our place, Lord God. And so we're just thankful, Lord God. We're thankful we get to raise our families. We're thankful we get to teach them what's right and wrong according to your word and the truth of your word that's in our hearts, Lord God. We ask for your help to stay grateful, Lord God, to, to continue to... We ask for your help to, 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 that you would help us to remember that we need to lift up elected officials, Lord God. We need to pray for them. So long as they're in office, Lord God, we need to pray for them, that you would guide them, that you would give them wisdom, Lord God, that their hearts would line up with your heart. God, that you would give righteous leaders strength to stand for godliness, to experience the true love of God, that agape love of God. Lord God, help us as a nation, Lord God, to enter into a new season of unity, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, oh, wait, wait, don't say amen yet. Lord, help me preach. Amen. Amen, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand. So I'm going to read the scripture right now, and um, and I'm going to read from Galatians five, uh, and then I'm going to read Galatians five one one to two, and then I'm going to read um, from John eight thirty one uh, to thirty six. So it will just be a moment. Stay standing. That's what we do at Eternity Church. Okay, Galatians five. Uh, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. I love that. It is for freedom 
Isn't it cool? You know, you can be set free into something else. You can be set free into bondage. You know, oh, we got set free from this, and now we're in that. But it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Don't let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Hello. And then John 8, 31 to 36. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold my teachings, you really are my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth is what will set you free. Come on. The truth is the foundation that freedom is built upon. Someone say amen. And then they answered him. But we are, because these guys were Jewish, right? They said, but we are the descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves of anyone. So how can you say that we who have not been a slave shall be set free? And Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you that everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So who the son sets free, you will be free indeed. So if the son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. And it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Amen. Come on, come on, turn to your neighbor and give them a Braveheart style freedom as you take your seats. Come on. Freedom. It's funny when you actually watch the movie again, you realize he wasn't screaming that loud at all. Freedom. Freedom. Y'all read much of the Word of God? Oh, I know you've all been in the sun today, but wake on up. All right, come on. Y'all with me? Lift up your hand, everybody. That's all. I just want to see if you're awake and listening. That's all. I don't want you to do anything with it. I just want to make sure you're paying attention, being responsive. Come on. Y'all read the Bible? Yeah. Who knows that Scripture is crazy? Right? Like people out there, they won't, watch their, they won't let their kids watch The Simpsons, but there's story in, stories in the Bible that are way worse than The Simpsons, and they're like, read your Bible. You know? <clears throat> right? Uh, the Scriptures are crazy, right? Uh, they're gory, yeah? Like there's some mess in there, right? Uh, there, there's some really intimate things going on in there, and you're like, oh... Hello, if this was a movie, my friends would kick me out of the church if they saw me go to it, right? Like, there's some intimate stuff in the Word of God, and there's some really gross things too, you know that, right? Because it's just like us, right? Good, crazy, bit gory, a little bit messy, bit intimate, sometimes gross, right? It's just like us, and that's why God put all of it in there to show us what to do in all these different kinds of situations that we might find ourselves in. You know, um, the first passage I read, sorry, the second passage, no, what was it? The first passage I read um, starts talking about how we're not children of slavery, but we're children of freedom. That was the line before it. It says, you're not a child of slavery, you're a child of freedom. And, uh, and, and so it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So don't allow yourself to be put back into bondage, right? And for all those who think that the Bible is bouncy clouds and rainbows, um, the next thing he starts to say is he starts talking about uh, circumcision. And so line up, guys. We're going to set some things right in here tonight. Come on, come on. No, I'm just kidding, all right? Like, I, I, relax. Someone's like, I'm never coming here. It's my first time. Please, get, get me out of here. 
I want freedom right now from this place, right? <clears throat> but this passage, after that, the next thing he starts doing is he's, he, he whips out a knife and starts talking about circumcision, right? Uh, and, uh, and if you don't know what that is, kids, um, you know, ask your mom, ask your dad. Uh, when you get home, um, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to talk about it, but, um, but, but, but your mom and dad are going to tell you what it is. So, hey, parents, God bless you. Have fun tonight. <laughs> but see, when the passage here talked about freedom from slavery and circumcision, what it's saying is that Jesus Christ has done all the things necessary for you to have salvation. That's what it's saying. There's not something else you need to do as well as Jesus to have salvation. There's no other thing. You're, you've given your life to Christ. You believe in Jesus and, and you're a son of the Most High God now. You're a daughter of the Most High God now. You're an heir. You, you're an inheritance. You, sorry, you get an inheritance along with Jesus now, right? He's saying you're a son. You're a daughter of God. <clears throat> It's got nothing to do with circumcision anymore. It's not a blood right. It's not a skin thing. It's not a race thing. It's not a white person thing. It's not a black person thing. It's not an outward thing. It's a heart thing. You believed in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you confessed it with your mouth and you are saved. Amen. He's saying, hey, all you Jews out there, your salvation, it comes from Jesus Christ. You're not saved because of your Jewish bloodline. He's saying, hey, all you Jews out there, you're not saved because you cut a little piece of skin off in between your legs. He's saying, that's not what saved you. Come on, that doesn't show the world that you're one of God's children. That's not it. No, no, he says, Jesus was cut off that you could be reconciled to the Lord. You know, when Adam and Eve were cut off from the garden, an angel stood at the entrance with a sword. And the only way back in would have been to go through the sword. And Jesus was cut off. Scripture talks about how our hearts were circumcised, right? When Jesus was cut off, when he went under the sword, so that the separation that happened in the fall of man could be undone at the cross. Amen. You're not saved because you're Jewish. He's saying you're saved because you have faith in Jesus Christ and you love him. It's not circumcision that freed you. It's Jesus Christ on the cross that freed you. Paul's saying to every white person, your skin hasn't saved you. Jesus Christ on the cross saved you. He's saying to every black person, your skin hasn't saved you. Jesus Christ on the cross saved you. He's saying to every Asian person, your skin didn't save you. Amen. There ain't nothing about your skin or your body that has saved you. And there's nothing about your skin or your body that could ever save you. Freedom, real freedom comes from Jesus Christ. Real freedom comes from Jesus Christ. And the freedom that comes from Jesus Christ, the world can't take it away. There ain't no chain that can hold it back. There ain't no door that can lock it up. There ain't no master that can take it away from you. Amen. He whom the sun sets free is free indeed. <laughs> he who the sun sets free is free indeed. Did you hear me, church? He who the sun sets free is free indeed. That's a freedom that the world can't take away. Amen. Now, I love what Jesus said to his followers. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. But I, know, I don't know about you, but I've been set free from sin before and then I've been back in sin before. Anybody else? 
And it feels like being set free indeed wasn't all that indeed after all. <laughs> right? It's like, well, where did all that freedom go? I'm going to just be honest with you for a moment. Is that all right? Like, I'm going to be honest with you, okay? Like, like, I'm like, where'd that freedom go? He who's free indeed is free indeed. You know, the sun sets free. It's free. Why am I in sin again? Why am I stuck here again, you know? And I know I'm bouncing between these two scriptures, all right? There's a couple of scriptures there that I'm going to bounce around. Uh, and, and then at the end, I'm going to roll into another one. Um, but, but stay with me, all right? We're going to head somewhere awesome, all right? You ready for it? I've been thinking about this for a while, and honestly, it was really hard to put it all together, so we're just going to, you know, see what happens. So, <clears throat> back to Galatians 5. These same people who were trying to find their salvation in the flesh, right? They were trying to find their salvation in the flesh. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, they were trying to find their salvation in the skin, in the physical in circumcision or whatever else, these same people who are trying to find salvation in the flesh were becoming slaves to sin again. These same people who are trying to find salvation in themselves were becoming slaves to the flesh again. Hello? See, between these two passages, we see that the early church Christians were getting back into old habits. <clears throat> They're getting back into old sins. And Paul says to them, Paul the apostle, when he's writing the letter to the Galatians, he says, you were doing really well. You were doing so well. You were running your race. You were running it straight. Everything was going well. What pushed you off course? What, what pushed you to the side? What, what did this to you? And Paul was asking because people who did not need to be circumcised were getting circumcised. Can I tell you, if I'm 38 and, and someone's like, how about we take a knife to you? I'm like, well, do I have to? right? But somehow these people thought that they could do something to earn salvation outside of Christ again. <clears throat> Paul's asking this because people who didn't need to be circumcised are getting circumcised. And then these same people, they're, they're doing sexual things that they shouldn't be doing. Some people are living in idolatry, jealousy, fits of rage, drunkenness. And people were doing things that they had already been set free from. Why y'all doing this? You were running really well. What pushed you off course? Here's where it all comes together. <coughs> Here's where it all comes together, right? The reason these people were beginning to find themselves in slavery again was because they were trying to find their salvation in the flesh. Y'all following me? They were trying to find their salvation in who they are physically instead of who Christ is. They were trying to find their salvation in what they've done instead of what he's done. <laughs> Come on. They were trying to find their salvation in what they've done physically instead of what Christ was done physically on the cross. And if you try to find your salvation in the flesh, the next thing you're going to do is try to find your joy in the flesh. And if you try to find your salvation in the flesh, you're going to search for your passion in the flesh. You're going to search for all your pleasure in the flesh. You're going to search for all the meaning of life in the flesh instead of in the, in, in the, in the, in the guide that Jesus set for you. If you try to find your salvation in the flesh, you will become a slave to the flesh. You'll give up your freedom. Because if you're saving yourself, Jesus is of no use to you. Now, when I first heard someone say that, I was like, did you just say Jesus is of no use for you? Blasphemous, get out of here. But that's exactly what Paul said in this line. 
in Galatians. He literally says, Jesus is of no use to you if you're trying to save yourself. Why do you need him if you're saving yourself, right? And if Jesus is no use to you, you don't have Jesus, you don't have freedom. Is this good? We're going a little bit theological today, all right? I'm having fun. I I was like super excited to preach on freedom and, and then this is where I landed. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> like, let's just talk about circumcision. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Y'all ever have that moment like with God, you know? So annoying sometimes, but then so freeing when you say yes, right? <laughs> Now, I'm not here to judge you if you've messed up and found yourself in slavery again. I'm not here to judge you if you've messed up and done terrible things or slightly terrible things or mediocrely terrible things, you know, whatever. Like, we all have a scale, don't we, of who's real bad, and it's always plus or minus 10% on how bad we are, you know. And, um, <clears throat> but I'm not here to judge you, but I am here to show you how you can actually stay in freedom. Oh, I want to help you stay in freedom. You don't have to keep living in and out of freedom, right? You don't have to keep finding yourself in slavery to the flesh. So y'all ready for it? See, then Paul goes on in Galatians and he says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. What he's saying is if you belong to Christ, uh, then, then, then all that has been, has been crucified on the cross. Uh, in other areas of Scripture, Paul says, if you belong to Christ Jesus, your heart was circumcised on the cross, right? Because now it's about what's in us instead of what's on us. Come on, y'all know what I'm saying, right? <clears throat> it's about what's in us instead of what we've done now. Hallelujah. He says, those who belong to Christ, Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since now we live by the Holy Spirit, let us stay in step with the Spirit. So what do you got to do to stay in freedom? Well, firstly, know who saved you and it wasn't a knife. Come on. It wasn't a knife and it wasn't your behavior. It was Jesus Christ that saved your soul. <clears throat> Know who saved you and don't forget it. Don't forget who saved you. And if you don't forget who saved you, then next, be led by the Spirit. I believe that you can break free from sin. I believe it. I'm not, I'm not real big on saying, hey, quit sinning, you filthy bugger. You know, I'm not big on that. You know? I'm not big on being like, ah, oh, you need to quit this and you need to quit that and you need to quit. You know, I'll preach the messages as God gives them and we'll talk about things. We're not afraid to talk about things. But I really do believe that if you leave a life led by the Spirit, you will break free from sin. Amen. <laughs> You will break free from sin. And He will tell you, and He will help you, and He will guide you, amen, and He'll keep you in your freedom. I believe you can break free from your sin, and I believe you can stay free from that sin. I'm not saying you won't ever struggle with any other sin again, but I'm saying you do not have to be a slave to sin ever again. Ever again. It does not have to happen. So if you're here and you've almost given up, on getting free from some sin in your life. The first step to your freedom is realizing that your salvation never came because of your behavior, so it hasn't disappeared because of your behavior. Hello, come on, come on. Your salvation didn't come to you because of how you behaved, and it's not going to leave you because of how you behaved. You've got to get, you got to make peace with the fact that, that, that He's the one that saved you. That Jesus Christ on that cross saved you and your salvation is secure in Him. Amen. Know who saved you. 
It didn't come from circumcision. It didn't come from a knife. It didn't come from ticking some box somewhere. It didn't come from being Jewish. It didn't come because you're white, black, or any other skin color. Your salvation had nothing to do with your flesh or even the desires of your flesh. It's because he loved you and he died for you. It's because he loved you and he died for you, my friend. So stop looking for your salvation in your behavior. Number one, know who saved you. Know who saved you. He saved you. That's it. My kids are my kids because I made them. And there's nothing they can do. Their behavior won't ever change it. Amen. They're my kids. And then you need more of the Holy Spirit. And that's the truth. You need more of the Holy Spirit, and that's the truth. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. You need to live a life led by the Spirit. A lot of people ask me, what's that written on your hand? And uh, let this be a warning to you. Um, Not everyone's great at doing tattoos, and this one on my hand in the most public spot I've got was not super well done. It says, led by the Spirit, and I'm walking by the Spirit. That's what it says on my hand. Why? Why? So that every time I go to punch someone that annoys me. No. Led by the Spirit. Walking by the Spirit. Amen. A lot of y'all need a tattoo that says that on your hand. Come on. If you want to live in freedom, you need to live in step with the Spirit of God. I found this to be true for me. God is always warning me when I'm about to do something stupid. You know, like, He is. Like, He's always... And I mean like especially when I'm about to head back into slavery. You know, like I feel like when I'm just about to cuss somebody out, which like, you know, I'm a pastor, so it's nowhere near as often as you guys. For me, it's probably only two, three times a day. And, um, <clears throat> and so like, you know, I know, y'all are like it's 15 times a day. Oh, you sinners. And so if you're new, I'm totally joking about you guys cussing that much. And so... <clears throat> I don't think I'm better than any of you. In fact, I need Jesus as much as all of you. Amen. But I can tell you right now, I always feel like the Holy Spirit is, stay away from that, bro. He's like, hey, don't go over there. Don't touch that. Right? Anybody else? You know what I'm saying? But especially when I'm about to head back into slavery. I think it was Benjamin Franklin that said, um, because 4th of July weekend, that... um, freedom's not taken from you it's given away did i get that right good that makes me feel a little better imagine misquoting benjamin franklin as an immigrant on fourth of july weekend (laughs) for sure would fail my citizenship test they'd be like nah don't don't even let him take the test you know which by the way lauren and i are going to do that this year that's cool hey and that sucks for those of you who are like, hope they go one day. Nope. <laughs> freedom is not taken from you, it's given away. And the freedom we have in Christ is not taken from us. We only end up back in slavery when we run back to slavery. That sounds mean, but we need to know that so we stop doing that. You know what I mean? Like we can sit here and be like, oh, it's not your fault. Slavery chased you. No, not if you're in Christ Jesus. Right? I believe the word of God, right? <clears throat> Not if you're in Christ Jesus, right? Like on, on the way, ignoring every sign that the Holy Spirit put in our path. Be like, don't turn that, turn left, turn left, turn left. And you're like, nah, right, looks good, you know? And turn left, turn left, and left. And you're like, nah, right, looks good, you know? Like we do that on repeat, you know? 
Tyler Cameron mentioned this morning uh, something like this. Uh, sorry, not this morning. Something like on Thursday morning at our men's prayer breakfast. Um, by the way, 6.30, um, <clears throat> 6.30 Thursday mornings every week. There's tons of men here praying. We have, uh, we have breakfast and then we come in here and we, 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 we hear a word and then, then we pray uh, on stage. Then we pray together. Then we worship. Then we go home. We do all that in one hour. You're gone by 7.30 and real men pray. Okay, and, and now I know not every man can get to the prayer meeting because we got things in different times and different work schedules and whatever else. And some people get home at 4 a.m. and they're, I get it, right? Like it's all cool. But I can tell you this, uh, if you want the title head of the house, you don't deserve it if you don't pray at all. Okay, so anyway, that little plug for you. <clears throat> uh, ladies, you agree? Yeah, good, all right. Um, anyway, men's prayer breakfast, um, Tyler talked about how when the Egyptians, sorry, when the Israelites got free from the Egyptians, they found themselves at the edge of the sea uh, and they see water in front of them. Can you imagine you've been in slavery your whole life as long as you can remember and some bloke named Moses says, follow me, all right, I got you, come with me. And, and you all leave and you plunder Egypt on your way out, by the way, <clears throat> which is awesome. Um, we should totally plunder the devil after every attack that he throws at us. We're like, and uh, by the way, I'm going to take that and that and that and that and that, right? And, and they've got all their stuff. And then they finally, they, they get far enough. And because they've been in slavery their whole life, I guess they didn't know there's a sea up ahead. And when they see it, they freak out because then they see Egyptians behind them. And then they actually start wanting to be in slavery again which is interesting. They're already like, hey, back to slavery would be better than this. Now we're just going to die out here. And they're like, oh, we're going to fight these guys and we're going to lose and we're going to end up back in slavery anyway, right? And they're right. If they fought those guys, if they tried to earn their freedom that day, it would have been fleeting. If they remember, know where your freedom comes from, right? If they tried to earn their freedom that day, if they tried to fight them, it would have been fleeting, they would have lost, and they would have been back, in, back into slavery. But then Moses says to them all, do not be afraid, stand firm. Just like the scripture we read earlier. Do not be afraid, stand firm, and you will see the deliverance that the Lord will bring to you today. The Egyptians that you see today, you will never see again. The Egyptians that you see today, you will never see again you'll never see them again amen the egyptians you see i'm here to tell you that you can claim that same verse over your life the egyptians in my life today i will never see them again amen and then god says to moses um, tell the israelites move on raise your staff the sea will split walk through it See, there was deliverance and then they needed to follow the word of the Lord. <clears throat> Move on, raise your staff, the sea will split, walk through it. Listen to me, God doesn't just temporarily set you free. God's freedom is freedom forever. God's freedom is freedom forever. Can I get an amen? Come on. If you look to Jesus for your freedom, you will have freedom. And if you stay led by the Holy Spirit, you'll keep it. You'll keep it. See, what Moses said was true. They'll never see those Egyptians again. That's what he said, right? Now, he didn't actually say you'll never see any Egyptians again. You'll never see those Egyptians 
He said, you'll never see the Egyptians that you see today ever again. God would deal with them. God will save his people. But if they didn't move on like God said, they'd have soon seen more Egyptians. Not those ones, but they'd have seen more Egyptians and more opportunities for slavery if they didn't listen to the voice of the Lord. And too many people find freedom and they keep hanging out right next to where they were enslaved. And they wonder why they ended up back in slavery again to a whole new bunch of Egyptians. A whole new bunch. Too many people, they get free from alcoholism and they think that they're going to go and be a witness at a bar hanging out right where they used to be enslaved. And they wonder why they ended back where they were. Can I tell you right now, God did not send you back in there. Come on, God did not. He said, he said, move on, raise your staff. I'll split the sea, walk through it. That's what he said. Amen. People who are struggling to stay out of, uh, uh, struggling to stop having sex before marriage or things like that, things they've been told not to do, and, but they still go hang out in the same places where they're tempted by the same people. They've been set free, but they haven't moved on. You've got to get free and listen when the Holy Spirit says, move on. Come on, is this all right? Is this all right? Come on. I want to tell you a story about me managing to find some new Egyptians to get enslaved to, all right? And, um, well, th- they did too, but, um, see, after they moved on, the only way they'd end up in slavery again would be to ignore everything the Holy Spirit did to stop them going back there. It's the only way. I remember when I finally, and I've told this story before, but some of you are new, so let me tell you it again. I'm not even, I'm not ashamed to tell you this. When I finally got free of porn, I'd been free from it for a few months, but then one day I decided I'd go back to it. I, I, I didn't get in my car and magically the devil put a magazine in my car. That didn't happen. I wasn't walking and then a magazine fell from the sky and landed in my hand. Hey, that, that didn't happen. Come on, right? And I'm not dismissing people who have had images pop up on their screens and they're like, whoa, right? But, but when and if that did happen, I believe you're strong enough to stand firm. Come on, I just don't think that every weapon formed against you can prosper. I believe the Word of God that says no weapon formed against me can prosper. Come on, if I stand firm in the Word of God, it can't prosper. Amen? Stand. I believe you can stand firm. I believe since you became a new creation that you don't have to live subject to your fleshly desires anymore. They don't have to rule you. You can rule them. Amen? Anyway, one day, I'd been free for months and I drove across town to a whole different suburb to buy a magazine at a gas station on the other side of town. It's about a 30-minute drive all the way back to the Egyptians. 30 minutes from way over here. It was from one state to another state. It's a long way. I even had to go over a river like the Israelites did. I didn't fall into sin. Come on. Like, I'm not trying to make you harder on yourself or easier on yourself. I just want want us to be honest with ourselves, right? Like, we don't fall into sin. We jump in or we run in or we drive for 30 minutes to land in. You hear what I'm saying? 
I didn't fall into it. I was not enslaved by it that day. I went looking for it. Some of y'all have done that in many areas of your lives. Now, I've still done that many more times in other areas of my life. And the Israelites, they could have done the same thing, right? You'll not see those Egyptians again. But they could have found new Egyptians to be enslaved by if they wanted to. They could have stopped listening to the Holy Spirit. They could have said, we won't move on, we'll move back. They could forget who saved them in the first place and just head on back. You know, make a boat, sitting on the side of the Red Sea. I can see just one random Jewish guy being like, nah, blow this, wandering around desert. Let me go back this way. It's over there. He's like, oh man, last time I came through here, there was like magic walls holding all the water up. Now I'm going to have to make a boat. So he sits down. He's like, got this log. He's got this log. He's like, man, okay, I've got, I've got enough wood. We got this. He's going to go into the nearest town he saw. He's like, okay, hey, mate, I need nails, glue, tar, saw, hammer. I want those things. The guy's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm making a boat. Where are you making it? Over by the Red Sea. Can I come see it? Maybe come in a couple of days. It's going to take a while to even start getting a bit of a shape. It's like, okay. He gets all his stuff. Gets down there. He's like, all right, I got this. He's got the frame going. Dude comes over. He's like, oh, man, cool frame. I can start to see that thing coming together. It's cool. I can put some wood on it. A couple of days later, dude comes back. He's like, man, it's like half built. It's like, yeah, well, the, the outside bit, I still got to do the tarring and the waterproofing and stuff. I come back in like a week, man. Building a whole boat. Then he's like tarred it up. Just as he's about to go, this guy comes back. This other dude, he's like, hey, I never even asked you. Why are you building this boat? And he's like, oh, oh you know, I'm just going to go be a slave again. Dude's like, man, you put a lot of effort into slavery. I've been watching you build this boat for a couple of weeks. I didn't know that was all so you could go and be a slave again. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Because you've done that. Right? One of you is like, not me. Well, maybe not. But probably. But like, we've done that, you know? We're like, we've been set free from something. And then we spend a month building a boat to get back into it. We didn't accidentally fall off a cliff and land in it. We're like, we built the boat. I drove to another state, three suburbs away. It was like those two towns over, over there. What are they called? Omaha and that other one. Council Bluffs. Anyone from Council Bluffs here, give me a wave. I'm so sorry. I couldn't even remember the name of that place. <clears throat> It was like that, but there was like five suburbs. I went from the furthest in Victoria to the furthest in New South Wales till I could get back into slavery. I tell you this so you know you're not the only one. You're not the only one. I've done it before. uh, Well, I hope I don't do it again. I've done it in other areas. Listen, you don't have to keep living like that. You don't have to keep living like that. You don't have to keep living in and out of slavery. 
I don't know what your Egypt is. I don't know if your Egypt is financial slavery. You don't have to keep clearing your credit cards to load them back up again. Is it a toxic relationship slavery? You don't have to keep going back into a toxic relationship, into another toxic relationship, into another toxic. You don't have to keep going back into slavery. Is it sexual sin? Living in a slavery to sexual desires. You don't have to. You're a new creation. You don't have to live. We're not animals. You, you You can live with your desires subject to your heart. You can live that way. Maybe it's not something you did. Maybe it's not some sin that you've been in. But maybe your Egypt is anxiety. You need to find freedom today. And stand on the Word of God and declare, I'll have freedom forever, thank you. I'm not going to have freedom for a moment only to land back in slavery to anxiety again. I'll have freedom forever, thank you. Come on. I declare the word that Moses spoke over the Israelites over my life. I'll never see you again. Come on. Come on. I just just believe this is a word for somebody today. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's lying. Maybe you've been lying a lot. And then you lie about it. And then you're like, I'm I'm good. And then you just fall into this lies again. Because maybe you don't value your own experience. So you make up some other experience. I don't know what it is but I know that you don't have to keep running to and from slavery. You can have freedom forever, amen? Oh, I remember the moment that I realized I do not have to keep building this boat. On the way home, I remember the moment that I realized I don't have to take this thing home. I don't have to take this book home. Some people in here are so young, they're like, book, what's he even talking about? This is before phones and stuff, all right? Listen up. I remember the moment that I realized I don't have to take this home, so I, I, I took it back. I was on my way home and I, I took it back. You know what's crazy about that moment? <clears throat> the moment that I said yes to the Holy Spirit, it became a moment that actually fortified my freedom instead of destroying my freedom. Because when I listened to the Holy Spirit at that moment, God used the moment to strengthen my freedom. You know what happened? I went back in and I said to the lady at the desk, I said, I should not have bought this. I'm sorry. See, I'll build a boat to get out of freedom. I'm sorry, out of slavery. Come on. I spent some time getting back over to that gas station. And I handed it to her. I said, I shouldn't have bought this. I'm so sorry. And she goes, aren't you Jesse Newman? And I was like, oh, good grief. (laughs) Like, yeah, but you don't need to, like, ask me that. You know, like, give a pervert some privacy. You know? (laughs) Talking about myself, it's all right, right? Come on. She goes, oh, you got to understand something you don't know about the story. But I was a youth pastor at that time. I was a pastor at that time. And the lady said, well, I just want to honor you for doing the right thing, for bringing that back. So I'm not going to tell your pastor, I'm not going to tell your boss. Because I was a part of a big church 
And actually at that point, I was more like associate pastor, actually, overseeing a bunch of areas. I think, maybe I'm wrong, actually. As you get old, the timing gets messed up, kids. And so she said, I'm not going to tell Pastor Warren. And I'm like, Then the next day I get to church, get to the office, and there she is walking out of Warren's office. Liar! (laughs) And I cussed her. No, I didn't do any of that. I was just like, well, maybe she's here for some other reason. And then um, Warren, Jesse, Pastor Warren, sorry. Jesse come up to my office and I was like, all right, how much money have I got saved? How long can I go without a job? Y'all know what I'm saying, right? I'm like, man, I even did the right thing. I even was like, no, you know, and then this. But when I get up there, he says to me, hey, I'm stoked you took it back. He says, and um, he goes, but was this a problem? I was like, it was. It almost was again. He goes, well, when was it a problem? Like, you know, and I'm thinking, well, I can lie, but we're already in this hole. So I might as well tell him only a couple of months ago. And he's like, okay, well, go preach tonight. And after church, come to my house and we'll talk. And he goes, and go preach like someone who finally understands grace. What he was saying was, go preach like someone who knows who saved him finished work of the cross amen and then he helped me put some people in my life that really did lock in freedom forever that locked in more freedom you hear what I'm saying you can have more freedom you don't have to carry it home you don't have to keep building that boat you don't have to go back to that old master you don't have to live in slavery You can have freedom forever, not just freedom for a moment. You really can. Would you stand up with me? Can I have the worship team come on out? You can have freedom forever. I just got to keep saying that. You can have freedom forever. I don't know what your Egypt is, but you can have freedom forever. It doesn't have to be for a moment. You don't have to run back into slavery. And, um, you know, that was just my story. Um, I know that, you know, according to research, most men have struggled or do, do or have with that. Um, but, um, but I also know this, that uh, actually research shows that in church it's lower, which is cool because we find freedom, amen. Um, but if that is a problem, I'd like you to find freedom forever and we can start tonight. But I also know that that's not the only thing men deal with in their lives. We also can have anxiety. We also can have depression. We also can have financial slavery. We can also have toxic relationships as well. Okay, so I'm just saying this to the men for a second. You can come down here without worrying that everyone's going to be like, oh, oh, I know why he's down there. I had my suspicions. (laughs) No one's going to think that at all. We, We wouldn't have a clue, all right? So please, if you need freedom, let's have freedom forever and let's let it start tonight, you know? Not, we don't need another night with the frogs, you know? We don't need to build that boat for one more night. We can, we can start tonight, amen? 
But no one's going to know. But whatever it is, I'd hate for someone else to miss out on this freedom because they're afraid people think it's that freedom they need. Which is, which then probably proves they also need freedom from this thing over here called pride too. <clears throat> Let's not worry about it. Let's just get freedom. Amen. Forever. Ladies, same story. No one knows what you're dealing with. Most people don't assume it's that for women, but I know statistically a lot of women. But there's a lot of different things going on in our world. There's a lot of things that the devil will use to try and enslave us. And I'm saying, you don't have to keep going from slavery to slavery. You can have freedom. Could everyone close their eyes in this room, every single person? Actually, you know, yeah, you know what? Yeah, keep your eyes closed. Um, if you want to give your life to Christ, I'm going to, I'm going to pray for people in a moment to find freedom <clears throat> from you know, slavery in their lives. But before that, I just want to pray for people who don't know Jesus. So if you don't know Jesus and, uh, and you're away from God, maybe you used to be close to God and then you've walked away from God. Maybe this is your first time in a church in a long time. Maybe it's your first time ever. I don't know your story. But if you're here and you want to give your life to Christ and start living in freedom and start living in the plan that God has for your life, then, then when I count to three, I want you to lift up your hand. And again, I'm specifically, I'm not just talking to people who are living in some sort of slavery to slavery situation. I'm talking about people who are just flat out, you don't have a friendship with God uh, and you need to give your life to Christ tonight. So no one's looking around. I'm not going to point you out. I'm not going to tell anyone where you are, but I know that God wants to give you... Um, God wants to help you live the life He designed for you. It's a good life. It's a blessed life. It's a life of healing. It's a life of freedom. It's a life of joy. It's a life of hope. Come on. It's a life, Scripture even says, of prosperity. Now you can be like, oh, that's prosperity gospel. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm talking about your soul. I'm talking about your body. I'm talking about your mind. I'm talking about your finance. I'm talking about your family. I'm just saying a life where God blesses you. Amen. And, uh, and so would you do me a favor and on the count of three while no one's looking around, would you lift up your hand and tell me who you are? No one's going to be looking around. I'm not going to point you out. But this is a life-changing moment, and I hope you give your life to Christ with me right now. On the count of three, you want to give your life to Christ today, just lift up your hand on the count of three. One, two, three. Shoot it up right now and let me see who I praise God. I see that hand, and I see that hand, and I see that hand. That's three, and that hand, that's four. Is there anybody else to shoot up your hand? You're just saying, I need to give my life to Christ. I need to get right with God tonight. You can put your hands down. Now I want you guys to pray, f- to pray with me. And, I, and everyone pray together with us so that those four people aren't praying alone. Everybody repeat after me. And especially those four people, five people that want to give their lives to Christ. Just repeat after me. Dear God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And He died on a cross for my sin to give me freedom, to give me uh, salvation. And He rose again to give me life, to give me hope, joy, peace, and eternal life. I receive it all, and I receive this new life with you as my Lord and my Saviour. And I ask for your help to live this life the way you designed it. Lead me, guide me, help me to steer clear of slavery. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. God bless you. If you prayed that prayer, please text the word SAVE to the number 25827.
text the word SAVE to the number 25827. Um, and, uh, or you can go to my forward slash SAVED. And if you're not in the United States, uh, number one, um, you're missing out. But... Uh, but I'm glad you're online. Um, and uh, if you're in a different country, you you, you, you got to go to the website, okay? Um, but if you're in the U.S., text SAVE 25827. We're going to send you a gift, a CD, a Bible, and a gift card uh, to one of my favorite coffee shops. Uh, in um, Anyway, just to bless you, okay? We want to bless you. Uh, if you need help, that's also where you can start that line of communication as well. And we can help you. We want to help you become all that God designed you to be. Uh, we want to help you meet any needs you might have right now. You might be like, man, I have no food. Well, we'll take care of that too because we love you, okay? So God bless you. Um, the last thing I want to do today is, um, is I, want to, um, I want to pray for people to find freedom. So I don't know if you mind if we go like two minutes over tonight, if that'd be all right. Um, <clears throat> you know, because honestly, I haven't got to preach all the time. The first time I was just talking about America. So, you know, like that was like five minutes. So I've still got time. So. Right? Makes sense. So, <clears throat> but um, someone's like, you're wasting it. But, um, I just can't tell you enough you can, how much I mean this. You can have freedom forever. You don't have to keep going back. You can burn that boat. You can take that thing back. You can turn that car around. You don't have to go back. I don't think any of you are in sin at this very second. And you don't have to go back to it when you get home. I'm not saying you'll be perfect, right? I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, I don't think you have to go back to slavery ever again. Like starting now, this moment, you know? Now also, I don't want you to get all like, just give up. Let's say you do mess up this week and stop listening to the Holy Spirit, you know, when you're driving somewhere and he's like, don't do it, don't do it. And you're like, nah, I'm gonna do it. You know, like if you do that, come back next week. We'll keep praying for you. You know, like we ain't gonna give up on you. You know, you may make the dumbest decisions every day of your life and I'm still gonna be like, yeah, I'm his friend. You know what I mean? It's all good. Keep coming to church. But maybe let's just, just see if maybe starting now, in an area of our lives, we could find freedom forever. Heavenly Father, I just pray for everyone in the room that your Holy Spirit would speak to them right now. Could you all keep your hands down? And if the Holy Spirit speaks to you, everyone close your eyes though. Everyone close your eyes. As I'm praying, if the Holy Spirit speaks to you, I want you to lift up your hand. As I'm praying, if the Holy Spirit speaks to you, I want you to lift up your hand. Heavenly Father, for every single person in this room. I just ask that you would tear down the walls that would hold us back from experiencing freedom. Walls of pride or walls of fear. Walls of addiction, God. Whatever it is, God, I just pray you tear down those walls in the name of Jesus. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to come right now and just minister to every single heart in the room. God, this is a Spirit-filled church and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and your liberty lasts forever, Lord. And so I just pray that, you, that the Holy Spirit, that you would just come and start ministering to every single heart in this room and that you would start speaking to people right now from the front to the back, from the right to the left. You would start speaking to people right now, just pinpointing things in their hearts where they've been a slave, saying, this is where you've lived in slavery. 
This is where you've lived in slavery. This is where you've lived in slavery. This is where you've lived in slavery. And God, as you speak to them about it, God, I pray you give them the courage to lift up their hand. And as they lift up their hands, Lord God, shackles are breaking. Shackles are breaking when they've confessed that there's an area of their life that they need freedom, Lord God. The shackles are breaking. They're bringing it into the light, Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus, give them the strength to lift up those hands and declare, I'm going to have freedom forever in this area. I'm going to have freedom forever. Come on, if you've got one hand up now, I want you to lift up two hands. And as you do it, you're just saying, God, it's freedom and it's freedom forever. It's not for a moment. It's freedom forever. It's freedom forever. It's freedom forever. You will not see these Egyptians again. Come on. You'll not see these Egyptians again. They're going to come after you, but they're going to drown in that Red Sea as they try it. Come on. You're going to have freedom forever. You'll not see them again. Heavenly Father, for every person in this room with their hands raised, I just speak that word, freedom over their lives. Freedom, 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 freedom for my brothers, freedom for my sisters, freedom for the young ones, freedom for the older ones, freedom. Lord God, I just speak the word freedom over their lives. They are not children of the slave woman. They are children of the free woman, according to Galatians 5. They are children of freedom, not children of slavery. So God, I pray in the name of Jesus that they would not see those Egyptians again. They would not see those Egyptians again. We break it off in the name of Jesus. And God, I pray that you would keep their hearts sensitive to the voice, to the leading, to the guiding of the Holy Spirit turn around, take that back. Burn that boat, stop building that. Don't walk that way, go back there. Stand firm, stand firm. You got this, you got this. You're better than that. God, I pray that they'd hear your Holy Spirit encouraging them, guiding them, empowering them. In the name of Jesus, freedom forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you so much for listening to this message. If you enjoyed it, be sure to check out our other episodes. If you would like to connect with Eternity Church, please visit MyEternity.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at MyEternityChurch. We'll see you next week. Love you heaps.